Hello, folks, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. But since it's audio form, the most listened to show in junior hockey, the most auditorily observed show in junior hockey, the only junior hockey show that's not afraid to go into the corners and find, fight, battle for the tough puck, which in this metaphor, I guess, is the juicy scoop. And a man who always gets the juicy scoop, a man who Looks like he gets a haircut every five days. And a man who I just recently learned does not salt his eggs. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the show. That's an absolute, first of all, I had a whole different intro set up. And then you got to trigger me like this, all right? I do salt my eggs. And you know what? When I make eggs in the morning, you know what I do? You know what I do? I do some egg whites, Lucas. And I use Chef Troy's seasoning from the Hampton Roads Whalers which I spilt your bottle of, so you got none of because I'm an idiot and while moving, forgot to tape it shut so it went everywhere, but my car tasted delicious because the floorboards were absolutely scrumptious. But not just the most listened to show, Lucas, not just the most watched, the most imitated, but never duplicated. Never, never, never. You know, we're here, players first, excited to talk hockey, working around the clock right now, Lucas, I love our guest today, Dan Zerlet. Just a guy who understands the game, who understands what he's doing behind the bench. A young guy like us who doesn't feel so young. Sometimes the knees are a little creaky. You know, sometimes you feel a little beat up. But overall, we're on the same page. It was an exciting little conversation that we're going to get into today. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, it was an absolute uh, it was an absolute blast. I, I think it's going to be a fun one for sure. I think one of the most interesting things that we're finding, Dan, as we continue to move about the junior hockey landscape this year, is the the huge influx of the the young talent, the young coaches, the modern look at the game, the modern look at the sometimes the game behind the game, right? That recruiting aspect, that development aspect. And as the game continues to trend younger, it just it, it, the conversations, I feel like even even from when we started this podcast, right, even a couple of years ago on the Dan K show, it feels like the conversations now are different than they were even just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and it's it's exciting. man. It's an exciting time for this game. It's we're on such a precipice for what everything everything that's going on in the media world with this with the advancements that allow the game of junior hockey to be broadcast in such a professional manner that allow us to get players seen by coaches around the country, around the world at all levels of this game. Dan Zerlup's the guy who gets it. And this Boston advantage team, first of all, Lucas, I do got to call us both out because when you're listening at home, you have no clue that we've already talked to Dan Zerlup and we completely, completely sold ourselves up the river on that one. Like, this sounds like usually we make this sound like, hey, we're going to go talk to Dan now. But uh, we completely let him in to the world that Dan Zerlup has been spoken to already. He has spoken. <laughs> we've already closed the podcast technically. Well, I mean, think of it this way, right? It's we've accidentally followed our own mantra of being above the board at all times. That is right? We've we've sort of built this uh, built this this brand here on being player first and being honest with the guys. So, you know, I don't think there's any harm. And, you know, you go talk, you go talk to them first, you do the interview first, whoever it may be. And then you come back and you, you fill the people in on a few different things. You preview the conversation and uh, you know, these guys are smart. They knew the whole time. Of course. That's what they know what they're doing. Our viewer is a smart viewer. They're an intelligent viewer. They, they understand the, the intro, the, 
the intricacies of, of the podcasting world. And we get into some intricacies today, okay? Because I really think this Boston Advantage team here in year two has the makings of a bit of a juggernaut. Biggest problem, this North division in the NCDC, Lucas. Just how scary is the play in this division day in and day out? New Hampshire Junior Monarchs, Twin City Thunder, Islanders Hockey Club, Boston Junior Bruins, South Shore Kings. Each and every day you are up against the wall. The Northern Cyclones and Bill Flanagan. This division is an absolute battle royale every single day in the ice. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. I think if there's one thing that we've seen as well is that the NCDC continues to to increase the level of parity between the teams. And where when this division started, there might be only one or two front runners every single week is a week that's up for grabs. Every single team has a shot here. Every single team is a legitimate threat to go the distance. And this opening weekend that's coming up, this is going to be a fun one. There's going to be some interesting matchups, not the least of which is going to be the Boston Advantage going up against the Junior Bruins. Yeah, and, and that is going to be a an immediate kind of put yourself on the map game or understand where you stand at the moment game. And it's a great teaching moment for a coach when you get to play a Deneen Cup champion of the past like the Boston Junior Bruins with a guy like Mike Anderson behind the bench who's a no-nonsense win-the-game kind of guy, man. This guy knows how to go out there and win the big one. I'm excited for what Dan Zerlup has in store for us with the Boston Advantage. I can't wait for the NCDC season to get underway. And I know Lucas is just as excited as me to have Dan Kay throw it to him with the most untransitionable movement in podcasting to try to take us to our next guest. Lucas, best of luck using this as a transition. Head to EliteJRProfiles.com to find the best way to give your student-athlete the tools and connections needed to reach their highest goals in both sports and academics. We're back, folks. Welcome back in from that quick commercial break, and welcome back into the interview portion of today's show. Before we get to our special guest, I want to bring back in Dan Kay. Dan, who are we talking to today? So, Lucas, it's it's pretty exciting, but also, you know, internally disappointing when I get to be the second best Dan on any given broadcast, okay? Usually, I'm the best Dan in the room. I try to surround myself with, with only folks with different names, you know, but you get Haji on sometimes up there in Twin City. He beats me out in the Dan category, and today, we've got maybe an even better Dan. I don't want to pit these two guys together. Haji versus Zerlip, man, might be a good battle, but we got Dan over here. Dan Zerlip, Boston Advantage, head coach. Coach, how's it going today? It's going well. I'm uh, excited to be here on the DK Lounge. Thanks for inviting me. DK Lounge? Okay, I like it. You got to have coops, baby. got to have coops. I don't know if we're referencing the Dane Cook joke. You got to have coops. <laughs> <laughs> but no, coach, we bring you in here today. And, you know, we've been talking this offseason a little bit about just the work you guys are doing up there with the Advantage, right? And and I always like the little, the little phrase that, you know, that you get the advantage of playing up in Boston, right? You guys have that advantage up there. Can you kind of let the folks know just a, a quick thousand foot view of this Boston advantage organization and what all you guys have going up there? Yeah. When you, when you look at our organization, it, it isn't just the junior and midget level. Uh, we spin all the way down from mites right up through junior. Um, you know, we started our bread and butter is starting with uh, our summer camps and our skill development, um, getting guys in at a young age and, and building them up. Um, you know, 
we have a ton of youth teams. We actually have five youth programs in the youth there in the Boston area. Um, and then we have multiple midget teams as well. And then you work your way up through premier into the, into the NCDC. Um, our main focus is to bring guys up right from the bottom. Like you guys say, cradle to college. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else in the country, definitely new England that does it better than us. I absolutely love it. I've been watching this Boston advantage squad for years. Now we, we got a chance to see you guys jump up to that NCDC level. Obviously, you're getting your feet under you. You're figuring out the level, figuring out the speed of the game. As you see this NCDC product take shape, what, what are you seeing from behind the bench? What are you preparing for day in and day out? What's, what's a week look like for these guys on your team as you guys get ready to play at this Tier 2 level? Uh, so, obviously, early on, you're just trying to get guys on the same page, um, work on systems, work on our culture, um, work on what we do and identity of our team. Um, it's been great having some returners and guys that have been with us forever. We have guys like Tony Achille, who's been with us since he's eight, nine years old. Uh, Johnny Hamill, the same thing. Connor Bradford. Um, then you add guys like Trevor Smith, who were with me and Joe two years ago or three years ago, came back last year. Um, it's a great help having those guys around that can really set the tone. Um, and then it's getting the younger guys and the new guys on the same page as, as them. Uh, and they've done a good job of uh, kind of towing the rope in the right direction. The younger guys are falling in line. Now we go into this season, you start to look at this roster. I, I'm an advantage guy this year. I'm feeling, I, I was, I didn't want to put too much pressure on you. We do our way too early predictions and, and I'm sitting there looking at this Norris division, right? in the old Chris Berman verbiage. And, and I was looking at, as my golden retriever's got to get outside, Charlie, she, she's chomping at the bit back there. But, you know, we look at this thing and, and you look at uh, this Boston Advantage side, they always show up. You guys always have a real good-looking squad come summer showcase time. And the second year in a row, I've been really floored by the summer showcase look. What's this roster going to look like? Who are some of the names we have to keep an eye on when we get into the start of the season? Uh, you know, some of the guys that, you know, that have been here forever and have been here a while that we, that we're going to be leaning on heavily guys. Like, like I said, Tony Kelly, Johnny Hamill. Um, we also have, you know, Trevor, Trevor Smith, who his skills through the roof. Um, and then the other guys, uh, Chance Heafy has been really good so far. Uh, he's another guy who's been with us forever. Um, and then there's some new guys that we really like. Uh, Johnny Hagen's been good so far. Um, I think he can add a lot. He's another local guy. So we're, we're excited to have him. Uh, Connor Lally on the back end and Charlie Killian have, have stepped in and um, really pulled their weight. Uh, and we're excited to get up, get off and running with those guys at the helm. And now you talk about, you talk about additions, right? You guys got an off the ice addition too this year. You get, you guys bring in Britt Hart here, you know, media Sylvan extraordinary, you know, us media folks, we got to stick together. We got to be smart. I guess we're in media because we're not always the smartest. Lucas and I, I guess, could vouch for that. But no, we're, we're intelligent. We know what we're doing. We've got a product. Now, you look at this. How important to you guys up there in Boston is that off-the-ice prowess, right? The ability to market your guys, the ability to be seen by the next level. And just how important has that been kind of building this up for you all offseason? Yeah, I think it's a piece we, we've missed in the past. Um, you know, a lot of our our downfalls have been a lot of our – you know, the media that we're doing or the marketing that we're doing for these kids is when we get in the car and we're calling these college coaches, uh, working with their advisors, trying to get them to the next level. And it goes on behind the scenes. Um, so to have her around and to have her um, get these kids faces out and their voices out um, 
helps us do our job, right? These kids can help promote themselves. And when we get in the car and we are on our phones uh, promoting them, uh, you know, these coaches have a much better idea of who these kids are and their personalities. Um, we're lucky enough to have kids that, you know, have no problem talking, have no problem getting in front of the camera, uh, maybe sometimes to a fault. Um, but that's the way the game is now, right? Kids want to show who they are. Uh, and we're, we kind of let them do that. You know, we want good kids and we're lucky enough to have good kids and we can trust them uh, get in front of the camera and getting on social media and promoting themselves and promoting the advantage. And I know a lot of coaches out there and this is for the parents at home, you know, you can do so much behind the scenes and so much of this game does happen behind the scenes. It happens on that phone call with a, with a college coach. It happens at that showcase event. It happens in that face-to-face moment where you got your 15 second elevator pitch on your right winger and why he should play for so-and-so, but you're seeing this world as it grows, this media world, this culture, this, we all want to see the personality of everyone we know at the next level of the game and, and giving a chance for these guys, you know, as you've seen in baseball, the bat flip, you, you, you got the bat flip now, hockey. you know, you have the guys with the sellies, you, you, you got those moments where you get a glimpse into not just what these guys are accomplishing on the ice, but who they are inside. And I think it's an incredible thing. And now we go to a guy who, you know, doesn't believe in TikTok, doesn't, you know, want to see, he just wants the, the nuts and bolts of it all. Okay. Mr. One, nothing hockey himself, Mr. Shootout wins. Don't count. Lucas Jones, jump in here. What do you got for coach Zerlo? Yes. Was I a little nervous about TikTok? Was I a little scared of new things? Of course I am. Uh, I famously a hundred year old person in a 55 year old person's body that is supposed to be 30. Um, but we're, we're working on it one day at a time over here. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's I think it's great. I think one of the biggest things that we've seen has been this explosion of the celebration of the individual. You know, you go back and you watch, um, you, you know, you you watch some 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 team content from back in the day, and the, the team focuses on everything. Right now, we're getting into the Ryder Cup, right? And and there's been this debate about, you know, why can't the Americans win? It's because they're too individual. They're not they're not playing as a team. How do you find that? that balance, right? Cause you, obviously you talked about how you celebrate the individual, right? But then how, what's the actual mechanics of getting them those individuals to come back and buy in and, and sacrifice for the team? Well, I think there, there's two things, right? I think team success builds individual success, right? So if your team's doing well, typically the guys on the team individually are doing well as well. Um, and then the other thing is they got to be having fun. Right. If they show up to the rank, they enjoy being here. They know that they're getting better. They know that we're helping them get to the next level. Um, they're they're going to show up and play for you. Right. They want if you have guys that don't like you, they don't like being here. They don't like their teammates. Um, typically, they don't perform well on the ice. Um, so if guys just love showing up to the rank, like to work hard um, and like what we're doing and believe in what we're doing, uh, typically good things happen. And that's the culture that we're trying to build here. And uh, as we get into this, you know, these these opening weeks here, opening months of the USPHL season, what what's the team mentality going to be here? I always it's always interesting. I think the first couple of games because you know everybody everybody kind of has an idea, and then all of a sudden you find that first opponent, and everything's got to change. Are we looking at kind of a sort of a run and gun team here? Are we looking at something that we can expect to be a little more at home defensively? What's the makeup that you expect out there on the ice? So I think first and foremost, we're going to be hard to play against. Uh, if we, if you watch what we have and what we've been doing on the ice, um, our guys work hard. We don't have a bunch of nice players. 
we have guys that compete uh, every shift, every practice, every rep. Um, and I think that's gonna, that's the identity that we, we've kind of built so far and we've seen grow throughout training camp. Um, so first and foremost, we're going to be hard to play against. Uh, and I think we're going to have we have some skill, too. Um, we have some hard skill guys that like to make plays, guys that like to play with pace. Um, and we're going to let them do that. Now, that being said, we're going to be super structured as well. Um, we're, we're structured. My, the coaching staff is very structured. Um, our teams are structured. Uh, our organization is structured. Um, so at least in the D zone, as long as guys are taking care of what they take care of uh, and what we want them to do when we get over the blue line, um, we're going to give them the opportunity to make some plays. Um, we don't want to throw the handcuffs on guys. If guys prove that they can make plays and be creative, well, then go right ahead and be creative. It fits into what you talked about, right? It's it's this this great opportunity for guys to to just kind of get out there and, and and sort of do their thing. And you know, I I love to hear about teams that are willing to do that, right? Teams that are willing to kind of get out there and and as much as the rules have changed to protect the players as they should, especially at this level, you got to have some tough guys. You got to have some guys that are going to get out there ready to throw the body around, ready to, you know, to not be nice, you know, as you said, and I love, I love the way you phrase that. You got a bunch of guys that are not nice out there. Yeah. They're, they're great guys off the ice and they almost should have two different stalls, right? They get dressed in one stall, which they're hanging out and they're having fun and their helmets in another one with, you know, that's that mean guy that wants to compete um, and doesn't want to lose to anyone. Right. When you have a team that's close, you know, that band of brothers, no one, no one wants to lose to their brother. Right. So, um, if you come to the ice with that mentality, you know, practices are up tempo. Compete is, is a big thing that we want these guys to do. When you show up to the games, the games are easy. Now let's talk about some more of this, this modern game here, because I know one of the things that Dan and I have pushed uh, for a long time now is that the, in some respects, the old ways are changing, right? The old guard is, is exactly what it is. It's, it's the old guard and it's the way things were and not necessarily the way things are moving. And I think, you guys are a great example of that, of the buy-in of the new modern mentality, especially around the social media game. Um, so talk a little bit about what you guys have done to up your, your media presence, your social media image, and, uh, and how important that is to you guys as an organization. So I think bringing on Brit was a huge addition for us. Um, as far as a company, I think we're technologically illiterate. Um, so bringing someone on who knows what they're doing and can help us with that, um, was the first step, uh, from there, we're trying to get, you know, we just had our media day today. Um, so guys, you know, took pictures some videos, um, then, you know, some are some serious videos, some are funny videos. Um, you know, that will be rolling out throughout the year. Um, and again, it's just about trying to give these guys an opportunity to, to show who they are, um, and buy into what we're doing and what we're doing is trying to help them and help them get to the next level and show their personality and show their skill in their game. Now, coach, we jump back in to this Boston advantage side, this NCDC and specifically this North division you're competing in. You look at the likes of the Islanders hockey club, the Boston junior Bruins, the new Hampshire junior Monarchs, the twin city thunder it's day in and day out an absolute battle for you the south shore kings who are going to be difficult to deal with this year with coach omacholi who we just recently talked to who's now a netflix superstar you know we we look at this division 
I mean, how do you compete day in and day out and keep from having the boys kind of hit every branch in the way out of the tree here? You know, how, how do you battle through this, this group of tough squads? Well, I think you start by taking each game one at a time, right? Um, it's, it's a division where there's truly no days off, right? There's no point nights anymore. Um, and once you establish that, it actually makes things easier, right? Guys can go, all right, who do we have this week? How do we prepare for them? How do we execute that game plan? Get that game done with, win, lose, tie, whatever it may be. Okay, we, we move on to the next, right? You're striving for a win every game. Um, but then if, if, if the division's this tough, you can't win every game. So how do you have a short mem- memory after that? And how do you move on to the next game? And what's our game plan? And how are we attacking this next opponent? And now we look at it. Success is always such an interesting thing to define in, in this level of the game, right? Is success 50-0? and 0? Is success every guy moving on to the next level, wherever that next level may be for them? Is success little personal victories throughout the year for a player's development? For you, Coach, how do you define success in the 21-22 campaign for the Boston Advantage? Uh, well, first off, I think we've already um, set the bar higher than it was last year, right? I think with COVID coming into last year, uh, being our first year in the league, not really announcing we had a team until June, um, we didn't really have our ducks in order, and, and it came back and, and kind of bit us in the butt. Um, but I think – once last year ended, we were able to regroup. Uh, we were able to get our staff in place, our scouting staff in place. Uh, our director of scouting, Ian Menezun, has done a great job of, of identifying talent. Um, and now it's just about that talent going out and performing. Um, as far as measuring success, you know, I think it's a, it's a mixture of, of everything you said, right? We got to get the individuals better. We have to promote the individuals, and then we have to win games. Um, so I, I think we're going to look to compete to the top, for the top of the division. Um, and along with that, we're going to look to get every kid we have in our advantage jerseys to the next level, um, whether it be division one, division three, ACHA, right? Whatever works for them uh, and is the best fit for them, we're going to look to get them to that level. And that's kind of what we, what we pride ourselves on. If you look at our alumni on our website, we have close to 300 uh, college hockey players. Um, it's about a 50, 50 split from D one to D three on that, on that list too. So, um, developing guys and moving them on to the next level, um, is our bread and butter. Now, coach, I mean, it's it pretty recently that you were lacing up the skates and playing yourself. Right. And you were kind of going through this whole world, battling through it. I'm sure you're like us and, and the aches and pains of just waking up in the morning, make you feel like it's further in the past than it really is. But, can you talk to us about kind of playing recently, understanding this new age of hockey, right? Where some, some of the, some of the enforcement's gone away, right? So the, the game's opened up, the game is speed, the game is skill at every level of it. How do you use your recent playing experience behind the bench and helping develop these guys and, and just really compete at this level? Uh, so for guys that watch me, skill was definitely not my game. <laughs> and, and that's kind of helped me appreciate it a little bit more. Um, you know, Working for level hockey for the past eight years um, and developing younger players, um, you know, as far as a coach, a, a younger player, I kind of develop, try to develop everyone into like a skilled energy power forward grinder type player where you can play any type of role that you're going to be given. Um, 
And I think I, I've learned as I've come up with Joe and Tim that you have to let some skill guys be skill guys. Um, you have to let grinders be grinders. You can't try to paint stripes uh, on a kitty cat and you can't put a leash on a tiger. Um, you got to let guys be themselves um, and play the game that they're, that they're good at and work to their strengths. Um, and then you work on their weaknesses. Um, and that's, that's really what I think builds success from the individual. And like we said, um, team success builds individual success. That was one of the greatest Ow. idioms. I need to stop the show right there live. We're still live, but I do want to tell you that idiom is not aged well. Did you watch Tiger King? Because there were plenty of tigers on leashes in that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ended well for him either, did it? <laughs> I mean, he was fine, really. He got a leg in. Maybe, maybe that supports the metaphor then. Yeah, that tax uh, evasion was the problem. I mean, if you're saying that, that, that Carol Baskin <laughs> lady, I'm sure she's got a lot going on for her too. I that, That's a crazy story. But I mean, tigers <laughs> aside, kitty cats aside, this team is no paper tiger this year, folks. I'm excited to see what the advantage have in store. Lucas, before we get to the, the, the end portion here, you have anything else for Coach Zerlin? As you prepare these guys for the next level, because uh, a lot of times on the show, we, you know, we sort of talk about the, the, the way to find your home, right, after, after uh, NCDC hockey. What's the mindset that, that you bring from someone who is, who is younger? Do you feel like that helps prepare you to help these players a little bit better find their, their next stop after the advantage? Uh, I like to think so. Um, I have a lot of help from above. I have Joe and Tim level who have more connections than I could ever wish to have at this point right now. Um, and then it's the conversations I have with these kids of dude, is this a good fit? Right. It, it, it may be the highest offer you have. Um, but is it a place you're going to be happy? Right. Um, you know, we all hope that we show up and we're a first line guy and we're in every game and we put up points. But if you're in a situation where you're not playing at all and hockey isn't going well, is your life away from the rink going to, going to be a good life too. Um, now, typically for hockey players, if life at the rink is good, everything else is good. Um, but if for some reason, you know, either through injury, um, you know, guys get, you know, bumped down the lineup. Um, if that home that we've always had at the rink, isn't what it, typically is and you're going through a tough year um do you have are you in a situation that that can lend itself to you succeeding away from the rink um so obviously we want to get our guys to the highest level we want guys that strive to be at the highest level um but at the end of the day having being in a good fit at a good school or a good program um is really what's most important that is my favorite answer of all time in that question. And, and parents, I want to drive home players as well. I mean, we get so stuck in, in the rat race sometimes of junior hockey of the, of the youth hockey world on how do I get to the top of the mountain that we don't always think when I get there, is it where I should live? Right. Should I be living at Mount Everest or is there a better place along the trail for me where I can really shine, where I can really show up, where I can really be use property properly, utilize properly, can I, where I can get an education that I'm looking for and not just play the hockey that I strive to play. It's such an important understanding. I mean, there's even, there's folks in this world who will actively promote against these types of accomplishments for players solely to fit a narrative and to fit whatever narrative they want to create rather than saying, hey, Johnny, who's playing NCAA Division Three 
is as much of a success story as, as Joey, who's playing NCAA Division One, because it's where Johnny needed to be. It's where he wanted to go. It's where he's getting the right education. It's where he's playing maybe every day. Maybe he's a second line forward here instead of a instead of maybe a, a daily scratch, a healthy scratch at a, at a D1 squad. Always look at your journey within the confines of your journey. Do not look in someone else's bowl to see if they've got more food than you. Look and just make sure they have enough. That's what we should be doing in this world. Coach, I love the work you are doing out here with the Boston Advantage. You want to learn more about the Boston Advantage, you can head to USPHL.com. But before we do that, i got to ask Coach, we got two more things for you. Start thinking about your parting words. We always end with our parting words for each show. But before we get there, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody. If I'm a player, I'm a parent, I'm watching at home, why should I make the Boston Advantage the next stop on my junior hockey journey? Uh, I think first and foremost, first and foremost, sorry, um, we care about the players, right? We care about the individual and like, like I said from the beginning, that team success builds the individual success. So if we get our individuals where they need to be, um, I think that they're going to end up in a good place. So, if, you know, like, like we do with everything, um, we focus on development. We focus on getting kids better. Um, we started the midget program 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Uh, we were the first uh, midget program in New England. Um, and look where midget program, uh, the midget programs have gotten to now. Um, so now it's just the next step that we've done to be able to um, get these kids that we've worked with for years uh, to the next level. And the new kids that come in, we care about them the same amount that we do with the guys that have been here since they were eight years old. Um, their development and their success is our success. Absolutely love it. Lucas, such eloquent words from coach. I'm excited to hear the just the, the passion from you of your parting words. We all look forward to it each and every week. We know you're verbose. We know you're well-spoken. We know you're usually you're, you're going to take some time with this. So Lucas Jones, give us those parting words for today's podcast. I think he's drinking Pepto-Bismol. I guess he's got a bit of a tummy ache. <laughs> he is not going to speak. Lucas has now coached. This is, this is seven years running. Lucas has never had parting words. He refuses to speak at the end of the show. So I hope that you as our guest today can save us your parting words for the hockey fans at home watching the Dan K show presents junior hockey. Uh, just get ready for the season and enjoy the ride. I love it. See that look, this is a Lucas type guy. Now, you know, he's going to get concise with us. You know, some folks <laughs> are verbose. Some folks aren't me. I love to hear myself talk. And that's where we close the show for, for my parting words this week. I always like it to kind of coincide with our guest. And I've used the word genuine all year, so I can't use it again, but I will stick with that. But this week, I want to say compete, compete, compete. That's a word I want driven into everyone's brain this year. And that's not compete just on the ice. That's compete in everything we do, hockey players, and even you, hockey parents. Be the first one to the rink. Be the last one off the ice. Be the guy who is working each and every day, not just on the rink, but in the gym, and even more importantly, in the classroom. This level is not just about the wins and losses. It's about every win and loss we can get in life. Let's keep battling. 
Let's compete. I know Coach Zerlup is going to be competing. I didn't put the pressure on him and say he's going to win a title this year. But at some point, we will see that the hashtag Dan K. Bump of not picking them may just drive them to that pinnacle of the season. Our guest this week, Dan Zerlup of the Boston Advantage, getting the advantage of playing up there in Boston. Level hockey, the work they're doing up there, unrivaled. Stay tuned for Britt Hart. You can check her out at Britt Hart Media. Absolutely putting in the work there for the Boston Advantage and the Richmond Generals, driving these organizations to the moon along with the USPHL. Our sponsors, thank you to our sponsors. We're going to have a new one next week. Pretty exciting stuff. There's going to be a bunch of swag for everyone coming. So we'll skip that one, though. We'll go Elite Junior Profiles. Take your recruiting profile to the next level with EliteJRProfiles.com, the NASCAR wrapping baby. Bring yourself to the next level. Get yourself recruited, not just for your hockey player, but for every athlete in the house. How about those Tampa Bay juniors from uh, the state of hockey down to the Sunshine State? Know your why. Find your why. Do it all with the Tampa Bay juniors, one of the best organizations out there. The USPHL, that's USPHL.com for the best league on all the planet. And how about remastered sleep? Stop Lucas from snoring. Drink out of your remastered sleep water bottle. If you didn't get one, guess what? It's Dan K Show 10 at checkout. That's 10% off of your water bottle and get that snoring dealt with, okay? I can finally sleep on the road. Lucas and I leave tomorrow for Carolina and I need my beauty sleep. How do you think I keep this face for radio? When Dan K's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thanks for watching the Dan K Show. That's at the underscore Dan K Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and dankshow.com.